Hey, what is up guys? Leoric here and today I'm going to be talking about reducing joint injuries while training. And before I continue, I will say check a professional before taking any of my advice. Talk to a PT, nutritionist, doctor, whoever you need to speak to to help you with your joint pain. Let's get started. Okay, so first thing I want to talk about is the way I train. I didn't realize this, but it does actually affect how much you get injured. I do do compound movements, but I do split it up quite a lot. I do kind of work in a bro split kind in a way but not really it's more like a leg pull push workout routine day by day and what this does it allows the muscles to recover at 48 hours and also allows the joints to get a bit of a break instead of constantly just impacting them day after day after day so the way my split goes as i said leg pull push so upper back and legs so upper lower back that's the best way i can describe it so like say monday i will do shoulders chest and triceps tuesday i will do legs that's full legs and Wednesday, Wednesday, I hope I said the days right. Wednesday, I will do back and biceps, upper back mainly. Lower back is kind of part of my leg routine. It's a bit strange, but I've always done it that way. Just because your hamstrings are getting quite hammered while doing deadlifts. So yeah, that's the way I've always done my routine and it gives the joints time to recover. So that's why I've always had it that way. Another thing I do, and I don't think you have to do it this way, is I don't really do my lifts for strength gains per se. I like being stronger, but my workouts are not aimed to lift the certain weight by the certain time. If I feel a workout is too light, I will go heavier, but I'm not going to be like, okay, I'm going to go in and push that weight no matter what. That way it's going to move. That's when I find injuries do happen. I have done it younger when I was younger and I just got away with it, but I find that I don't get injured as much as another guy touch wood. I'll say this and get injured tomorrow because I don't push for strength. I'll go in, normally do my normal weight workout. And if I feel stronger, I will lift more. And that's why I think everyone should go in with that mindset. Don't go in saying, okay, I'm going to deadlift 100 kilos today when you've been dead struggling at 60. I don't think anyone should jump that much. Well, most people shouldn't jump that much. And most people shouldn't really <laughs> aim like that. Just go in and say, I'm going to get a great workout in and see how it goes. Don't be too much pushing for strength unless that's what you're... Amy's is purely strength and you just want to go in and just get stronger that's all you want to do then fair enough but you probably are going to get more injuries that way another thing is if i don't like a workout say if i don't like squats back squats i'll try front squats if i feel like back squats are hitting my knees more i'll try move it a bit more around so i'll try front squats and front squats have been quite good for me instead of in the back squats for my knee pains i have had knee pain but not really at a point severely I must always be more paranoid about knee pain than anything else because I feel like if I am going to get an injury, it's probably going to be in my knees. <laughs> so I'll say try and modify your workouts in a way that works for you. Like shoulder press. If you don't like dumbbell shoulder press, try straight bar. If you don't like straight bar, try dumbbell. If you don't like that, try machines. It's one of them. Like You just have to modify your workouts to work out that muscle, but also lower the risk of injury with that workout. Another one is use a foam roller. I have one. I um, If I work out a muscle, I will try my best to remember to use one. But afterwards, like doing hamstrings. Before, I'll use the foam roller. And then afterwards, I'll try to use it again if I remember. But it does make a difference. It just warms the muscle. I think foam roller is one of the best ways to stretch a muscle, in my opinion. Um, there's no evidence backing that up. Stretching probably is the best thing. But I feel like foam rollers do help so much more than anyone gives them credit for. So I'll say try a foam roller if you get to the point where you want to buy stuff to no, reduce your injuries. If your gym hasn't got one. From that, I did say a bit about stretching. Stretching is so important. 
I don't stretch enough, but I know stretching. And I do leg day, I always stretch. Uh, shoulder day, I don't really stretch too much, but I'll do maybe a minute of stretching just before I work out, just to make sure. I won't do a full 10 minute stretch like some people do. Probably will stretch everything out, but I've never done that. I say a minute's enough for me, but it's all down to your opinion on where you think stretching applies to you. Another thing is training cold can cause muscles to stiffen up blood flow restrictions so maybe warm up a little bit so maybe just do a light cardio session on the treadmill like walking a walking pace or on the bike in the in the gym just at a slow pace just to warm up a little bit especially doing legs i feel like that stuff kind of really helps it reduces cramping and it just helps in general another thing i've got back to the workout routine is try different workouts if you're doing the same routine for the last six months maybe add something in and get rid of another thing and see how that works. You might like that workout more. One thing I've started doing a lot more than just doing back squats is doing sissy squats. The name does not give it justice. It is such a full-on workout. If you want to try something that's going to really destroy your quads, sissy squats, they have, I find them to be a lot more safer, depending if you're not doing the heavy weight side of it. They are a lot more safer than squats, and you're still heating the quads quite heavily. And I'm totally destroying my quads after sissy squats. I think if I did... Dallas front squats and sissy squats and maybe it's a few cuff workouts. I would majority hit majority of my legs, like 60% of my legs are destroyed at that point. Maybe I'll do a few things to top it up to about 40% of that damage I want to get. <laughs> damage, when I say damage, I meant like wear and tear so the muscles can build and yeah. <laughs> so I'll just let you just do that and I'll add like maybe two more machines in there and I'm done. And I could just do cardio on the rest of the legs so i'll do walking uphill for 30 minutes next thing i'll say check your intensity i'll say lighter weight higher intensity is always the best way to go like if you can do 10 to 14 reps at this way and you're destroyed by the last rep do it that way instead of doing six to eight reps or four to six reps at a heavy weight but you can't do anymore because it's so heavy i'll say you're going to run into problems again there because you must be careful on ego lifting and i avoid ego lifting as much as i can now when i was younger i used to love it but i always try to build up to a strength pace over time not just in like okay i've been stuck at 30 for ages i'm going to push 40 today on shoulder press dumbbells don't do that just take it easy think of think of it as an overused analogy and that is it's not a sprint it's a marathon and you really want that muscle to build up over time it's muscle doesn't build up in one workout it builds up in years and years of nutrition workout and consistency without throughout your fitness life <laughs> best way i can describe it so think of the workout you're going to do if you're going to do shoulder press push for 10 to 14 depending on the workout shoulder press i'll do 10 to 12 and i'll constantly do that if i can do 38s at 10 to 12 or if i can do 44s at 4 to 6 i'm going to choose a 10 to 12 best thing to do is just make sure you're in that consistency and high volume if you're trying to build muscle trying to build strength is a different story but you are highly likely to get injuries like if you look at powerlifters they have a very very high injury rate when they're in competitions i think it's out of every 10 competitions they're going to get a major injury which is freaking high they're really high so just remember that if you're going to do powerlifting it's a different story you are accepting that you are going to get injured more than any other sport <laughs> i think <laughs> and that's my non-researched opinion this is a silly one but i think most people will do this anyway that is buy the right shoes for the workout if you're going to be doing squats get shoes that are suited for squats even buy squatting shoes if you want but i say if you get the right shoes or you get some people do it barefoot and that works really well but buy the right shoes for the workout like buy sports shoes or something just to help your workout like especially if you're doing running a lot don't run in 
solid brick shoes like literally you don't want to be running in timberlands on a treadmill for ages like you don't want it's just not good for your knees you want something that's going to give you a bit of more arch support so look into what shoes you're going to do and what workouts you're going to do an easy thing to do is go buy running shoes running shoes cover most of your workouts i'm not saying all should cover most of your workouts from day to day. If you do have knee pains, elbow pains and all, get straps. Straps literally, I know a lot of people don't like them and think it doesn't really help you improve. But if you have an injury for a month on your knees, just put straps on for two months. So you can build the muscle around that and then eventually use less and less of the straps until you don't think you need them anymore. It's not worth the ego lifting just because someone's told you that it doesn't. You shouldn't need them because it makes you feel look less strong. Don't worry. It doesn't matter what people think. Just wear the straps if you need them. I know they can be uncomfortable. That's a different thing. But they do help. I find wearing knee straps or elbow straps really helps to work out when you're struggling to go stronger because of joint pain or you feel like your joint hurts. So that's one thing to do. Another thing is you need this is a very very small thing <laughs> not very small very very big thing when it comes to injury prevention if you're dehydrated and going to work out it's very dangerous very dangerous make sure you drink enough fluids throughout your day another thing is if you're building trying to build muscle while working out you will have to look at your calorie intake and your protein intake if you're trying to build muscle your calorie intake has to be in the surplus your protein take has to be a gram of protein for every pound of muscle you got. That is a bit high in my opinion, but that is the rule if you're trying to build muscle. If you're trying to cut, just making sure your protein stays at your lean body mass. So that's not your total body mass, your lean body mass, so your muscle mass. So if you're 200 pounds in weight, but you're 150 pounds in muscle weight, you want to eat 150 grams of protein a day. Best way I can describe that. <laughs> and next thing is mainly just keep on top of your vitamins vitamin b iron calcium just want to keep that on top just for your bone health and joint health but the main thing i'll still say is hydration is key when it comes to working out because it affects your joints quite a lot and especially if you're going to look at the longevity of your workout life you want to work out and exercise as long as you can without causing as much delays as you can in the gym frequency in days i'll say most people can get away with going to the gym three to five times a week is a good amount of times to go depending on your age depending on your goals if you've got fitness goals you want to improve i'll say closer to the five end if you just want to stay healthy you can say four to three days four to three why did i do it that way three to four days a week at the gym and you should stay at a healthy weight if you've got like goals of building muscle mass as again five days i train five to six days depending on my week i would usually split the the six day within just a load of just a majority of stuff that i've missed like abs maybe boxing bags and stuff like that there but i'll still split it up a lot more another thing that i don't do a lot of which I should do a lot more of is rest days. Rest days are so important. I feel like rest days are very key to improving. Like I'll feel my strength improve so much if I take four days off the gym after hitting the gym solid for a month. That's mainly because of diet has changed for those four days. Rest days are not good for me on diets. The diet has changed and I've given myself some mental relief from not going to the gym constantly day in and day out so i'm more motivated to get back in there a bit more energy a bit more pent-up energy that i want to just get rid of i'll say having those rest days are very very important and i think everyone should have at least two a week is a good number to have at least two if you're doing one still not bad but two is a good number to have with rest i know people say the joke how do i train my rest muscle and that's easy do nothing <laughs> but yeah I hope this was informative and if you liked it, just heat it up with a follow on Google Stream. I don't know what 
platforms I put these on. But he does have other follow. I will put these out weekly as much as I can. If I can put out more, I will put more. But the main goal right now is putting one of these a week consistently throughout the year. My name is Lyric, and thank you for listening. I will see you guys on the next one. Bye.